Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey everyone, I'm Ellie Kemper. I'm Scott Eckert, and this is our podcast, Born to Love. This is where we have a guest on every week to talk about something that they love. And Scott and I usually talk about something that we love. It's a podcast to celebrate the loves of your life. He's not the love of your life, but he's a love. Who do we have on today, Ellie? I'm pinching myself. I can't believe this. This is something my 17-year-old self, 27-year-old self, 37-year-old self, which is amazing. That's the future because I'm only 30. Yeah, you're, you just turned 30. So my future 37-year-old self mm-hmm. would, would not believe this is happening. We are sitting down with America's sweetheart, Al Roker. Al Roker, oh my gosh. Today we're doing it. He does today every day, but today we're doing it. Today we're doing it. We're talking to Al Roker about how much he loves barbecue. I don't know that I've said this before. I think everyone loves barbecue. Not everyone, Scott. Almost everyone. I mean, it's a much beloved thing, and I can't wait to talk to him about it. I bet super tasters don't love it. Too intense. What's a super taster? Oh, a super taster is, I have a friend who's a super taster. You taste everything too too superbly. (laughs) (laughs) You're like a hypersensitive taster. So if if you taste something that has just a hint of lime, to you, it is like an onslaught ah! of lime. Yeah. So like hypersensitive super tasters? Super tasters. I think your friend's foolish. <laughs> you know? Well, I just hope she's not tasting it. How does she know how well I taste? What if she tastes like 10 times well, worse than I do? And she just well, that's is just picky. It. <laughs> it's something you'll never be. You can't ever taste what she tastes. I don't, I don't want to. This isn't called born to slag on your super taster friend. It's called born to love. Ellie. You said that sometimes we're going to talk about the things we love. Is there anything that you love from this week? Well, this is not a bad segue. Uh, Speaking of tasting and super tasting. Yeah, I do have something that I love from this week. And you know what that is? A free hotel breakfast. I should say this, an all-included hotel breakfast. 
So you know the kind of breakfast that you get at a Holiday Inn Express or a, again, I feel like none of these are sponsors, a Residence Inn. Residence Inn by Marriott. I I know exactly what you're talking about. I have a question. Yeah. Is it a continental breakfast or are you talking like a breakfast buffet? Because to me, both of them, phenomenal. I love them Well, tell me the difference between a continental breakfast and a breakfast buffet. Ah, good point. <laughs> no, no, it's a I distinction don't know, because... without a difference. No, in my mind, a continental breakfast doesn't have hot items. Oh, interesting. A continental breakfast has got like some fruits and some bagels, right. maybe a croissant. Scott, I think that you're right. I think that's absolutely the definition of it. And what surprised me, which, you know, uh, what I love about life is that I'm constantly learning. And, you know, your education is never finished. And what I learned was that uh, they, the Holiday Inn Express calls it a continental breakfast. But I'm telling you, if there isn't the hottest sausage, the hottest eggs piping off those little uh, pans, a, just a, <laughs> then I'd a, be lying. Va- a, just a vat of bacon. It's not, it's not quite <laughs> so sizzling. Soggy yeah. bacon. Oh, my God. It's got to be bacon. like eight pounds of soggy bacon with tongs that are that's covered it. in grease. I'm there That's for it. it. I love it I too. I know you are. I know. What, did you just have one? Okay, well, here's what I have to tell you. This was not far from our home. We traveled by car an hour and a half outside of New York City. We went out to Long Island to visit some friends. They had a full house, so we stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. And I knew going into it, and one of the criteria was I need to find a hotel with an all I keep saying all-included breakfast, but I, I needed to find a hotel that included breakfast in its rate. And find one I did, the Holiday Inn Express at Riverhead. And I have two boys. When they wake up, they're hungry. And I need an instant distraction. And also they need like nutrients to grow. So I. <laughs> you feed you feed your children? You feed your children breakfast, Ellie? I told you. I never stopped learning. I never <laughs> stopped learning. And I learned quickly that I needed to feed my children. So I, I secured a place where they could provide food included in the rate. And what I love, let me tell you what I love about the breakfast. First of all, usually the like dining room is the lobby. So you're eating oh, in yeah. like office chairs. And, mm-hmm. I, and I don't care. I call them fancy chairs, but yes. Yeah, yeah, fancy chairs. Think of them as fancy chairs, and then all of a sudden you feel elevated rather than demeaned by eating at a conference room. Right. So instead I'm in a fancy chair, and the options, it's like going to your friend's house. There are options that you would never have at home. First of all, there's hot bacon and eggs. That's, like, nice. That's standard fare. But there's also cereals that you don't have at home. Special K with berries. Fruit Loops. We don't get Fruit Loops. I could, but we don't. And frosted mini wheats. Well, the biggest one, Ellie, in the category of special treats to me is Belgian waffles. Now, maybe you have a Belgian waffle maker in your home, Ellie. I do not. I don't have a Belgian waffle maker at home. And the Holiday Inn Express did also not have one. What? You know what they had? A pancake maker! (laughs) It had a pancake maker? A griddle? That seems dangerous. Yeah, you won't believe this. It wasn't, I know. And actually, it was, I have to tell you, it was out of order. (laughs) So that's safe. An out of order pancake griddle, that's safe. Do you know how to operate it? All the instructions said were you press this button and wait 30 seconds. I, 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 I thought surely there will be like a place to pour the batter or but I don't think you administer any of that. I, I don't know. I don't know. It was broken. 
<laughs> so that's sad, but that's fine. They had hot cinnamon rolls on like a hot plate. You know what I mean? Like constantly warm. Ooh, I love cinnamon rolls. Yeah. I know. It was Cinnabon cinnamon rolls. They, so the best of the best. Creme de la creme. Um, they had standard bagels, toast, etc. They also had granola bars that you just take with you because they're there. You know, so now I have a lot of Nutri-Grain bars. Snack on the go. Snack on the go. I mean, if go. you're at a hotel, you're definitionally on the go, right? It, you're you're doing something. You you came yeah. to this hotel for a reason. You're not going to go back up to your room and sit around. I mean, I enjoy <laughs> sitting in a hotel room watching TV. I enjoy, you know, taking a shower in an unfamiliar place. Those are some other fun <laughs> pleasures about staying at a hotel. But yeah. That's not why you go. You go to, to, to do something. And and yeah. that definitionally yeah. means you're probably, if you got kids like we do, you got a backpack. Pockets yep. for snacks. Granola yep. bars fit yep. perfectly. Maybe bananas, yep. maybe an apple. I, I took a lot of bananas with me because it's healthy. <laughs> in your stomach? In your stomach? or, or it, Well, I, I downed two at what? the breakfast table. And then I took an additional three in my family pack. <laughs> what? They were unusually good. <laughs> so so the pancake maker, the pancake griddle was broken, <sighs> but they made up for it with some extra delicious bananas. And you know what? In the same way that they had the best Cinnabon, I bet I know what brand those bananas were, Ellie. What were they? Chiquita. Were they Chiquita? Yes! <laughs> Chiquita. Top Is there of the any line. other brand? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Dole. I guess there's Dole. Oh, shoot. All those Dole fans listening. I like I Dole, know. too. Chiquita. I, I'm a Chiquita, Chiquita man at the end of the day. <laughs> Here, Scott, I've said it from the start. I I had your number from day one. I said, this is this. This is a Chiquita man. <laughs> <laughs> We've known each other. We've known each other for two two decades, but it two took decades. you only five minutes to know that about me. I'm a Chiquita man. Oh, from the start. <laughs> from the start. I, I'm giddy. I'm giddy. I Here's why I'm giddy. I'm reminiscing over the like heavenly breakfast. I We were only there one night, so it was only one breakfast I got. Oh, orange juice from a dispenser. Like, when does that? I'm dispensing orange juice like it's water. You know. <laughs> that dispenser orange juice mostly just is water, but we're not gonna we're not gonna slag. No. I'm not no. slagging on super tasters. I'm not gonna slag on that dispenser orange juice. The point is that we're having I, fun. I have never heard you say slag in my life. Twice in ten minutes. <laughs> Twice in ten minutes. We're all getting. <laughs> Anyway, it was wonderful. It was a lovely window of sunshine before the darkness returned. No, I'm kidding. There was no darkness. But it was, I love, I love, love, love a free. I'm using free loosely. I paid for it. It was included in the rate. (laughs) Well, there's someone who's coming on to talk about not breakfast, but barbecue. This is why I'm giddy. I'm giddy. I'm giddy because this, our guest is just like, I love all our guests. I love this one the most. Okay, I said it. <laughs> no, our guest today is an American legend and America's sweetheart. He is an Emmy award-winning host, a weatherman and feature anchor, a journalist, an actor, a best-selling author, and a Broadway star. Did you know that? He was on I Broadway. I did not know that. He was on Broadway? I, I believe yeah. it. I, I wish I'd seen it. Of course it. you do. Also, Scott, he cooks. He cooks up a storm. He is a dear friend. I'd like to call him a dear friend of mine because I sort of know him, but he's also a dear friend of our entire country. 
Mr. Al Roker is here today to talk about how much he loves barbecue. So stick around for Al Roker, born to love barbecue. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Wark, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Guys, we're back. We are here. (laughs) I'm giddy today. I was giddy in the intro. I'm giddy now because one of my favorite people on the planet Earth is here to talk with us today. Al Roker, thank you for being on our show. Ah. And you were born to love barbecue. Yes, yes. And I think a lot of, well, you're from the Midwest. So, and, and Scott, yeah. I don't know where you're from. Oh, I'm from the Midwest also, but not a not a barbecue bastion. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, I'm from the Northeast. I'm from Queens. And so when you say barbecue in Queens, mostly you mean a backyard cookout. You know, you're grilling burgers and hot dogs and a steak or something like that. Whereas from the South into the Midwest, barbecue is something that is almost a religion. It's meat that is cooked low and slow. 
may, depending on where you're from, may have a tomato-based sauce, may have a mustard-based or vinegar-based sauce, or may have no sauce at all. And so, you know, growing up, it was the backyard barbecue. My dad had the Weber kettle and mound up the Kingsford briquettes, and then he'd spray about half a can of lighter fluid on it, stand back. And, <laughs> uh, wow! Let the magic burn. Yeah, visible from space, you know. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, they're scrambling fighters from NORAD because there's a <laughs> mushroom cloud somewhere in southeastern Queens. Um, <laughs> but boy, was it worth it. Oh, my Did God. Did it taste good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the vacuum that small animals were sucked up into this thing. But <laughs> as I got older, yeah, I moved away from home and started traveling and discovered what real barbecue is. And I like process. You know, I mean, I like to cook, but I also like process. And barbecue is about, uh, it, to a certain extent, about a process. There's the rub, there's the picking of the meat, there's the, the cut of the meat, there's the wood. What kind of wood are you using? You know, are you a heretic and using gas? So there's a lot of, of nuance within barbecue. Right. So I enjoy that part of it. And I enjoy the fact that it's not fast, you know, that it's right. It takes time these days. Oh, do you have an air fryer? Oh my gosh. It's the greatest thing. It cooks. The, well, yeah. Okay. Good right. for you. I'm right. happy for right. you. What I want is one more gadget. <laughs> right. Clogging up. The water. And to speed things along. In yeah. fact, what you revel in is the process, is the marinating. Is that right? Do you marinate? Yes. Well, there's, depending, on the meat, depending on the meat, it could be marinated. Okay. Right. It could be just yep. rubbed and allowed to sit. And there are those who don't believe in the marinade, and there are those who do. And that's the beauty yeah. of it. It's like religion. Yeah. There right. are many different religions, but yet right. we all worship at the same altar. You know. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and Al, what I am envious of and I, I don't have an air fryer. Let the record show. I Good do not you. have an air fryer. And I'm occasionally maybe looking for a hack. A but I, I, I'm not like addicted to life hacks or anything like that. Yeah. But I am. A, a, well, I live in an apartment in New York City. So okay. Okay, I'm not doing a ton of barbecue, obviously. Right. right. But I am envious when I go to a friend's house. I am envious of what you apparently share with them. This love of the process. The time that it takes is, in fact, th the end. That's what they want. They they enjoy that piece of it. Well, even in a New York apartment, you can still oh get some decent barbecue, if you will, by marinating or depending on the ingredients you put on your rub and then putting it in like a Dutch oven and putting that in your oven, but keeping it on a low temperature. You're keeping your oven at 225 to 250. Now, will you get the smoke? Not necessarily, but you will get the tenderness, especially if you've got a fatty piece of meat that will, that fat will render and you will have a city dweller's version of barbecue. Well, that's fascinating because I always considered barbecue to be out on a grill, always on a grill. But what you're describing is essentially a slow cooker. Yeah. Basically, in a sense, whereas like a slow cooker, generally there's liquid involved. It's a slow version of a braise. Whereas with barbecue, you're roasting the meat, right. but at a lower temperature for a longer right. period of time. I'm intimidated by the process, personally. It seems like wizardry to me. Well, the, and the beauty, the beauty <laughs> of it is 
And I think this is a metaphor for our time, not to get too deep, but especially our children and the millennials out there, they don't like failure. Correct. And like anything, cooking is trial and error. Every great discovery from time immemorial began with a failure. Mm -hmm. And somebody tried again and tried again and tried again. And so it may not be the best barbecue the first time out, but if you keep going at it, it's going to get there. You were sent to me today, Al, because my issue is I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old now, and most meals are, I hate to say it because I don't want to raise picky eaters and I won't have it, but it is very frustrating to cook something and have them reject it. It feels personal. Yeah. It feels offensive. Yes. I get frustrated. I think, oh, this is wrong. Oh, I'm doing, I'm messing up. Yeah. But guess what? Nobody knows you messed up. Well, that's true. Well, that's true. How do I, how? If I just, <laughs> I just act like it's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have a, we have a running gag on the nine o'clock hour. That was an old, like Flip Wilson, who was an old, I mean, old black, black comedian from the 60s, had a great yeah. TV show. And, and the joke was, and I think it even goes back maybe to Mel Brooks, <laughs> but, you know, it's like the thermos. It keeps hot stuff hot and cold stuff cold. How do it know? You know? And <gasps> my mom quotes that all the time. Yes. Yes. How do it know? How do it know? Yep. And, and so, you know, how do they know? Yeah, they don't. They don't know. No. See, that's the thing. Last night, I literally read a recipe off the Bisquick box. It was Bisquick, ground turkey, and cheese. Okay, <laughs> and I and I that those were the ingredients. And I rolled it into little balls, and they were meat. They were dumplings essentially. They were delicious. It tasted like waffles and meatballs. Guess who didn't eat them? Neither kid. Neither kid. Whatever. I have a whole bunch of meatballs if you want them. <laughs> Ellie, I don't want to knock your cooking. I, I like Bisquick. <laughs> I like cheese. And I like turkey. That that combination doesn't seem great to me. <laughs> well, Al, well, what do you think? How, how do it know? How, how do, do you know? know? How do, how it do know? you know? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I wouldn't. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to turn my nose because I do. I do. Like, I do like the Bisquick. How can it make so many different things? How do it know? I don't how do it know? You look at the back of a Bisquick box, you guys. It's giving you savory recipes, sweet recipes, dessert, dinner, everything in between, midnight snacks. There's no end to it. I don't know how it know, but it do. Well, this is this is actually not to bring it back to barbecue, but my sort of secret confession, I suppose I'll say. I my favorite part of a traditional barbecue meal isn't actually the meat, it's the sides. So, well, I mean, well, I love, I love pulled pork. I love a brisket. I love all those things. But if you give me some coleslaw or some macaroni and cheese or any of that fried stuff, a deliciously fried onion right. ring, how do you approach as a barbecue master yourself? How do you approach the sides of it all, Al? Good question. Well, it's interesting you bring that up, Scott, because barbecue, a summer barbecue is basically a summer version of Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, nobody really cares about the turkey. It's about the sides. What I like to do is delegate. You know, like my wife, Deborah, makes a fantastic potato salad. My daughter, Courtney, makes great mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not proud. Bring your A game when it comes to your side. That's great. And have people bring sides, you know, coleslaw. Mm -hmm. You can get a mayo-based coleslaw. You can get a vinegar-based coleslaw. Maybe it's got a little sesame oil. 
I have some vegetarians in my life. I'm not one of them, but I have some. And that's what they all, at a steakhouse, love the sides. At a barbecue, love the sides. I'm curious to know, is there any vegetable? This might sound, well, it's not that weird. We're living in an age of all different food choices. <laughs> you can quote me on that. <laughs> it's an age of all different food choices. Ellie says we're living in an age of all different food choices. That's right. We're going to put that on a t- put t-shirt. Put it on my tombstone, you guys. <laughs> there you go. All different food choices. I just wish you made a bad choice because this was on a tombstone. But anyway. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you know, it's funny. She made a bet. No, it's not funny. Okay. How did she know? How uh, she did? She do not know. It turned out. How do you? All these metal filings you, aren't food you can eat. That no, she 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 do not know that. <laughs> is there any vegetable that you can barbecue as an entree? Is there, you know like an oh, egg? Sure. I, an eggplant sounds insane. Eggplant, zucchini. You can. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh, grilled portobello mushroom. You know. Uh, That's what I was thinking. That's of. the way to go. Not an eggplant, yes. a portobello mushroom. But you can do eggplant. And what's great about grilling vegetables is that you can use those like in normal dishes to elevate them a little. Like I grill avocado, avocado <gasps> hogs, and then make guacamole out of that. Hold on. Do you have a recipe for that? I don't, but here's all you do. You just take your average guacamole recipe, but before you do it, you cut the avocados in half little olive oil or avocado oil, put it on the grill for 30 or 40 seconds, take it off, let it cool off. And what does that add? How does that enhance? It just gives a little smokiness, a little, yeah. little, little something. If I showed up at a barbecue and they're yeah. grilling the avocados, already <laughs> my mind's you blown. You know it's... A plus barbecue. Yeah. I, we have a mutual yeah. friend, a guy named Nate, who's something of a grill master. And my wife and I showed up at, at the, it was the first time she'd been to a barbecue he was doing. And he was grilling big old chunks of pineapple. Now, I'm sure yes. that's nothing new to you, Al. I was just going to say that. But both of us were like, this man is a wizard. What's going <laughs> right on? Now. And I'll tell you the truth. I didn't really even much like it. I didn't think it was that great. But just the, the spectacular display yeah, of a of a it. grilling pineapple. It caramelize, the sugar caramelizes. Yeah, it sounds delicious. Here's one for you that I, I, my book, I don't even know if it's still in print. It's called The Big Bad Book of Barbecue. <laughs> But, I mean, I wrote this thing, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. And Krispy Kreme had just started here in New York. And they had just come out with the Mini Cooper. And we were doing a piece about the Mini Cooper and all the stuff you could get in the Mini Cooper. One of the things you you could fit in a Mini Cooper, you could fit a hundred dozen donut boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts. A <laughs> hundred dozen? This was a Today Show segment? Yes. And we thought they were just going to give us empty boxes, like as a yeah. gift, so that we could. Well, they gave us probably out of the hundred boxes, they gave us 75 dozen donuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so many donuts. So we're giving donuts away. Anyway, I had a box, it was probably. Two or three days old. We had already done the piece. And the donuts were sitting. Anyway, I'd been grilling in the backyard here. And the fire was kind of dying. Deb was pregnant. She said, I want something, but I don't know what I want for dessert. So I had taken out a pint of haagen vanilla just to kind of let it <gasps> temper a little bit. And then I was, as I was coming out of the kitchen, I saw the box of donuts. I thought, hmm. Anyway, I took four donuts, put them on the grill, 30 seconds a piece on both sides just to get the grill marks in, scoop oh. of vanilla on 
oh. one on the bottom and then took one and put on top and kind of made an ice cream, Krispy Kreme glazed donut sandwich. Oh, my gosh. I have died. Al Roker is a genius. <laughs> that is, did she devour that? She, she said, I'm not eating that. And then five minutes later, it was gone. It was gone. Well, you just, I mean, first of all, you just gave, I don't know, any number of artisanal ice cream makers their next ice cream flavor. Because a barbecue donut flavor, like, forget it. That's it. That's what I'm eating. There you but go. second of all, but that's the thing. It's like, I do think those little flourishes, like uh, <laughs> adding a donut, putting a donut on a grill, pineapple, didn't take long. No. Totally enhanced your life. Really I mean, is. Scott, you didn't like the grilled pineapple, but most people do. I mean, I liked it. I was, I'm just saying that it was more amazing to see than it was to eat. That's if it. I walk into that's a it. barbecue and, and there are donuts grilling up, I mean... It's going to be the, that's definitely going to be the highlight of my month. Right. right? I right. mean, I love oh, donuts. I love barbecue. Yeah. Right. Combine them together with some ice cream. Yeah. That's, that, that's virtuoso. I have to ask one more question about the Mini Cooper segment. Was it like a series of things you were trying to, yes. like, yeah. can we fit? That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got seven people on. Well, what else could we get in there? And it was a Krispy Kreme donut. Oh, I love that. Ping pongs. Ping pong. Yeah. Balls, all these different things. That, that is so funny. I hope that's on YouTube somewhere so I can I'm watch sure it. it is. That's really funny. Was there anything that didn't fit? Yeah. Because it <laughs> LeBron James. LeBron James. I, I like that you just kept stuffing the Mini Cooper with things until finally the Mini Cooper just burst. It yeah. Couldn't, <laughs> it couldn't accommodate anymore. <laughs> I have to ask. Oh, no, no conversation on barbecue would be complete without the question. What is the best barbecue you've ever had? Or can you choose? I always say it's the barbecue that's in front of me. Good answer. You know, because every every barbecue is a little different, you know? And, yeah. Um, yeah. Here's even the thing, and, and this is going to be controversial. I'm ready. I'm even a bit of an aficionado of the McRib. <gasps> oh, now you're speaking my language, Al. I like the McRib. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, Ellie's not surprised at all. I, <laughs> not controversial here. Why do you like the McRib? <laughs> because, because it's so it's 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 really it's bad, you know. But it's so bad. Good. I mean, the idea that somebody at McDonald's say, "Here's an idea. Let's take a lot of chopped up pork, press it into what looks like a half a rack of ribs, with little bonelets oh poking out. Disgusting. Let's dip it in incredibly sweet. Yeah. Oh, cloyingly sweet." sauce mm -hmm. and then put some pickles on it mm -hmm. and yep. let's see how that does wait hold on hold on hold on am i asking a really naive question are there bones in the mcrib no but they make it so that it looks like there are little bones yeah you know, like like the rib bone like but that is so insane it's not insane it's genius <laughs> I, I can't i cannot i'm not like qualified to talk about it because I haven't tried one. But it sounds like a crazy idea. And and the thing is what the, it was really their marketing was genius because they took it off the menu and people like started clamoring for it. so they would release it like maybe once a year. McRib is back and I in fact it was <laughs> last year a oh, year and a year and a half ago Nick and I were look we're on our little college tour and uh, we're driving along I-95 and one of the rest stops there's a McDonald's and it's got a sign 
you know, the McRib is back. I said, my boy, we're about to go on a culinary <laughs> journey. There were some skid marks on the highway uh, as you yeah. were jerking the wheel. Yeah. And cut across five lanes of traffic, causing a 20-car <laughs> pileup. You know what? Worth it. Worth it for that McRib. Born to love McRibs. <laughs> and of course, Deborah was mortified. She goes, I cannot believe you. I said, you know what? And I do it again. Yep. <laughs> I dare say Deborah did not partake. No, no, she wasn't even in the car. She wouldn't have let us go. Oh, oh. <laughs> Had she known that was on the itinerary. The only way we could have done that is if we had B.A. baracus her from the A-team, you know, <laughs> where it's like, I'm not getting on no plane. <laughs> I'm not getting no McRib. How many McRibs <laughs> do you think would fit in a Mini Cooper? I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. An awful lot. That's a good question. I mean, my thing, I have nothing against McDonald's. That's a huge sweeping statement. We're living in an age of food choices and I have nothing against McDonald's, but I don't. But I do have to say that, yeah, their marketing was pretty genius because to to draw people back through only offering their McRib every so often, it's a seasonal like offering, is yeah. pretty fascinating. I've also noticed the filet fish I always see heavy marketing during Lent because during Lent, Catholics don't eat meat on Fridays. And I don't know if the two are related. I don't know if they are, but I always see filet fish I have never had a filet fish Scott? I mean, of course I've had one. I mean, if you're eating it for Lent, it makes sense. Otherwise, no, 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 no. <laughs> Big opportunity cost. If you're if you're going to McDonald's, there's better items on the menu than yeah. the filet fish yeah. It's like, I always love people who go to a seafood restaurant. I'm going to have the steak. Oh, mm -hmm. I know. I know. No. Then why are you here? Are you no, here? I understand that. Why are you here? You're not going to McDonald's for the for the fish. Al, we are not going to take up too much of your time, although we already have. But if you could just stick around for a few more minutes, we're going okay. to play a game called Love It or Loathe It, if you would just have a few minutes to play with us. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Guys, we're here with Al Roker. We are going to play a quick lightning round game that we like to call Love It or Loathe It. And Al, what we are going to do, we're going to throw some items, some topics, some subjects at you, and you need to tell us if you love the thing or you loathe the thing. There can be no in-between. I do like that you worked weather in there with a lightning round. (laughs) It only took me, what, 52 (laughs) minutes, but I got there. He does the weather. One of the the, the lines I always quote is from The Incredibles, as Mr. Incredible says, we get there when we get there. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's it. Relax. We get there when we get there. I finally got the weather reference in. All right. Al Roker, love it or loathe it? Drawing slash illustration. Love it. Tell us more. I love comics. I love animated cartoons. I wanted to be a cartoonist uh, growing up. Uh, One of my idols was Charles Schultz. I got to interview him a couple of times. (gasps) I love, I love, love uh, illustration and, and, and art. Do you have a, a book of illustrations or when are you going to do one? I don't have a book of illustrations. I, okay. you know, I enjoy it as, as a hobby. Yeah. I, I don't think I had to do it for a living. I don't know that I like it. Keep it that way. Yeah. I love those who are really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm envious. I don't have that skill. I'm a sucker for Charlie Brown, Snoopy. I love peanuts. Yeah. I love it. Who does So yeah. All right. Love it or loathe it. Al. You're obviously a host of the Today Show. What do you think about tomorrow? (laughs) This is a stupid one, Al. Love it or loathe it. Tomorrow. I love tomorrow because... Yeah! (laughs) You know, there's going to be a day where you don't have one. So... (laughs) So you better... I'm all you better say you love it. I, every time somebody says it, I hear Andrea McCardle belting it out. Yes. <laughs> Listen, we cling to tomorrow. It's only a day away, except one day. Nope, there won't be one. Yeah, I mean. I, you're, he's not wrong. Yeah. It's he's like not wrong. Yesterday is today, tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wise words. All right. He loves tomorrow. He's on record. He loves tomorrow. Okay. Al. Love it or loathe it, vacations with your kids when they were yeah. young. Well, here's the thing. I don't loathe it. Uh-huh. And I do love the time with them. I know. I'm just going to clarify. It's not a vacation. No. It's time away from home. <laughs> okay? Do you know what? <laughs> yes. And if you reframe it as such. 
here's here's where when it it hit me. So we were on vacation in in Mexico, and at this point, Nick was sixteen, Lila was nineteen, and the kids were still asleep back in the room. Deborah and I had gone to the gym. We worked out, came down, and I would see these like dads who obviously the mom had said, these kids are driving me effing crazy. You take them to breakfast. I do not want to see them for another hour. And so you'd see these dads there with their three and five-year-olds, and he would let them get whatever they wanted at the buffet. Oh, yeah. And he's just barely hanging on. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) That's a good description of fatherhood, just barely hanging on. The kids have Pop-Tarts. They've got Fruit oh. Loops, they've got every sugar, sugar and yep. all he can do, yep. he's just, hang, and I remember those times. Yep. And I thought, you poor sap, you've got another yep. 10 years before this is actually a vacation. <laughs> okay. Yes. Because I'm in that window now and yep. I love it. And it's not a vacation. It is time away from your home. That's right. And by the way, I, in fact, there's a picture of Deborah and I, we were, we were at the, uh, in the Cayman Islands. And it was this, it was this epiphany. It was, mm-hmm. the, it was, it was that hour before sunset, kind of that golden mm-hmm. time. And Lila was probably 11. Nick was mm-hmm. eight. And Lila said, can we go back to the room and get room service? I said, sure. Why not? So they knew where they were going, gave right. them the key. They went back to the room. Now it's not like we were going out, right? but we actually, it was like, Oh my! Oh God. wow! And I, I, I've got a cigar. We ordered a yeah. drink, and we yeah. just <gasps> and it was I have goosebumps. This I have goosebumps is yeah. amazing. It's like we have just were on the precipice. You just of a new yeah. Era. yeah. I so yeah. Ellie, you're only like nine, ten years away from that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, if you're no, no, you're about six years away from that then. I'm six years away. I'm, I mean, Al, what you're describing, I, I'm like, you know what? I'm grabbing at it, but it's a rainbow. Yes. So I can't hold it in my hands. Yeah. But I know that it's there. It's coming. And listen, listen, we all, we understand. It's two feelings at once. It's love. It's joy. Yep. It's not a vacation. No, it's, and listen. You, I literally, yeah. It is what it is. You know, and, you know, you have great time and there are great memories. And I look at the yeah. pictures and I look at the videos and it's like, I love it, but it's, yeah. it's, it's not a vacation. Here will be the other thing. And I, I was one of those people who were dead set against sleepaway camp. Oh. And then yeah. you got to the point where both of them were gone for a month. Oh, oh boy. And yeah. it was like, this <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> what, you know, Believe me. I mean, we get the bill and I say, you know what? This is damn worth it. I don't care. I would they don't realize I would pay them twice as much. Yeah. That Scott's daughter, I believe, is going. Is going my, to both my camp? kids are going to sleepaway camp. Yep. And I love it go. for exactly the same reason. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's it, that's the real vacation. Yeah, because here's the thing, and I don't know if you can see this or not, but now it's like I remember why we fell in love. <laughs> Actually, walk around. We can walk around naked. We don't have to worry about anybody going. What are you doing? That's why I'm sending my kids to camp. Love it or loathe it, Al. 
ice skating? I don't love it because I got kind of gamey knees. Yeah. That said, I think the world's most difficult sport is hockey. I don't understand mm. how people aren't killed every game. Oh, it is psychotic. I yeah. mean, I just don't get it. It is to me, hockey players don't get paid enough. You're skating at football. You got a rubber thing that's coming at you at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, yep. you're going backwards, forwards. You're fighting with people. Yeah, you're flying at like, you know, un- unprecedented speeds. Yeah, you have padding, but it's not. But still, so what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a, I'm going with a, lo- a loathe. Is it a no, loathe? No, no, I, I would say I love it. You I have th- respect. For I, it. Yeah. yeah, you know, like you watch these ice skaters, you know, the, the professional. Yeah. How do you even train yes. for that? How do you do well, that? I don't know. How do you do that spinny thing? I, how do you learn that? How do you do that? I literally, and you know, we all wanted to be whatever super athletes when we were kids. And I always wanted to be a figure skater. And it was like, I would practice on rollerblades, but you can't, it's not, doesn't translate. Okay, Al, you love cooking, but do you love it or loathe it doing the dishes? Oh, loathe it. Really? Yeah. We kind of have a rule. Whoever's cooking doesn't have to clean. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love doing the dishes. I'm, I'm like, a, I'm a, I guess I'm a sadist or a masochist, whichever one means you love inflicting pain on yourself. I love doing the dishes partly because I, I it, it's isolating. No one else wants to help me. So yeah. it's like my little mini vacation. And, and here's something you don't know, Ellie. Yeah. Scott actually does it naked with Justin Apron. <laughs> His wife comes in and there's just, there's Scott just standing there, just little cheeks hanging out and with all bubbles around him. There you little go. Little cheeks. Uh, Al, I'm offended. He's Big playing cheeks. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. <laughs> Al, love it or loathe it. Monopoly. Love it. It teaches you counting skills and bargaining and all. Hotel purchases. This was my mom, Isabel. My mother was a firm believer in not letting kids win. Uh, she's right. You won because you won. You didn't win because yeah. I let you win. So again, Deborah would come to me and said, your mother's not letting them win at Monopoly. I said, well, why don't you talk to her? Because yeah. that's his. <laughs> like, that's, how I, that, that's how I was raised. I mean, I remember the first time I beat her in a game of Scrabble. It was like, yes, I, yes, you know. it was, yep. It was fully earned. Yeah. And and I remember it was six months after my mom had passed and we had some friends up and we we're playing Monopoly in it. Leela at this point was nine and, mm-hmm. and these adults were not taking it seriously and she beat the pants off. Them. And one of them said, oh. who taught you how to play Monopoly? My <gasps> Nana. <laughs> oh. That is a victory. And also it it teaches you how to lose. Yeah. Gracefully. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what life is mostly losing. Hello. Not not the most optimistic you, but that's what it is. So it makes that took a little turn, Ellie. I wasn't expecting that. No, no. <laughs> life is mostly losing, Al. Okay. Life is full of failure and someday there's no tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast, guys. But many good food choices. Many wow. good food choices. All right, Al Roker. I mean, obviously, we can watch you every morning on the Today Show. Is there anything else that that our listeners should check out? I know you're an author. Anything else that that you want to plug before we let you go? Well, I got a couple of documentaries out. One called Gaining Ground, The Search for Heirs' Rights for uh, Black Farmers. That's sponsored by John Deere. It's going to be premiering 
in a couple of weeks at the African-American Museum of the Smithsonian. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. I can't wait Thank to watch you. that. We've got another young gay African-American state representative, Malcolm Kenyatta, who primaried John Fetterman, mm-hmm. uh, lost, but is a rising voice in the Democratic Party. It's called mm-hmm. uh, Kenyatta, Do Not Wait Your Turn. And that's uh, making the festival round right now. But yeah, otherwise, we're just having a great time at the Today Show and having a good time partying. I cannot wait to check out both of those documentaries. They sound absolutely outstanding. And if I may plug my wife, Deborah yep. Roberts, she has a brand new book out called Lessons Learned and Cherished, The Teacher Who Changed My Life. It's like 50 plus people who talk about the teacher who made a huge difference in their life. I cannot wait to read her book. Yeah. I, yeah, she is like, all, yeah, I'm New York Times bestseller. It's a terrific. Hey, woohoo! Ever heard of it? I'm not surprised. Fantastic. I can't. I got to see her. I was doing press for the Bake Show, and she was doing press for her book, and I got to see her in the flesh. Just the. I was in a good mood the rest of the day, yep. and so I can. That this is the secret to your happiness, Al. You have a lovely, lovely wife. I do. I Thank you for chatting with us, Al. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Born to Love. We'll be back next week with brand new things that we love. We want to hear from you. Leave us a review in Apple Podcasts and tell us what you love. We might even ask one of our guests in an upcoming Love It or Loathe It. Born to Love is hosted and created by Ellie Kemper and Scott Eckert. Our executive producer is Aaron Kaufman. Our producers are Sheena Ozaki and Zoe Denkla. Born to Love is part of Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network in collaboration with iHeart Podcasts. Special thanks to Han Sani, Rachel Kaplan and Adriana Cassiano, Michael Fails, Alex Coral, and Bahid Frazier. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 